0: Everyone, today is June 15, 2019, and this is the Dual Assessment, your podcast for Yu Gi Oh! Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger, and this is the week that we got the results of the RRQ. Um, we had to wait a few days, actually. Konami, I mean, the event ended Sunday night into Monday morning, and it took about until Thursday, I think, or a Thursday or late Wednesday when they came out. I think it was. Wednesday night when they came out with the results. So it was a long wait. And I'll talk more about that later. But it was um, found to be cheating. Uh, so that's why, you know, if you think about why it took so long, that's the first thing that kind of crosses your mind. But we'll talk more about that later. In terms of Dual World itself this week, we've got a few things going on. Um, some eSports to talk about. Uh, Hasselberry is back. Um, the... Uh, what, you, what you call ultimate tyranno Hassleberry, where you fight a, fight him over uh, survival mode, sort of, um, before he kills you in three turns. There's a new dual skill of him, and three new cards. One of them is exclusive to that dinosaur mode, uh, and two are just farmable cards. Got some other cards. A new card from the mission bingo, so that's a one of. A new card from the card trader, that's the first in a while, and um, card trader has some extra copies cards that we didn't have. We still don't have three, so we might get, well, we might be getting the three of here, but um, so um, and Doug has a casual deck of the week. i will be talking about a Millennium Eyes Restrict Fusion deck, so that's coming up later in the episode. As for myself, um, I'm going to be honest with you, uh, when I play other games, I'll talk about it sometimes. This is a Duel Links podcast, but Uh, Borderlands 2 came out with a new uh, downloadable content this week. Um, It's a fight for the sanctuary. And if you followed the franchise, you know that Borderlands 3 is coming out. And this is the bridge between 2 and 3. Um, It's the first content they've had in 5 or 6 years, I want to say. They've released some DLCs after... The uh, Borderlands 2 finished, and then he had the pre-sequel, which is made by uh, Gearbox Australia, so it was a little different, but this one is actual Gearbox, and I actually haven't even beat the game, the DLC yet. Um, I'm not playing a ton every day. I'm trying to play when I can, and I still have to fight the final boss, so uh, I'm doing some side quests, and I'm farming some things, Maybe I'll farm to the level cap, I'm not sure yet, but um so that's enough Borderlands. In Duel Links last week. Uh I was just doing the RRQ uh games over the weekend and I didn't play a ton. Honestly, um You know, I was just playing to get some rewards and get to some achievement level, some rank. Um I wound up playing to a forty seven percent win rate. I thought it was much worse than that at first, but then I started winning some games later on. I got North America ranked t- uh, t- 2,230. That was just in 55 games, I think. So 55 games, 47% win rate, and a top 3,000. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say. I was playing uh, Six Sams, a build a beatdown build with... Um, a little different. It has the Powerful Rebirths um, in it. And a Xin Hu, things like that. But, um, it was, it was a more of a synchro-based build because it gave you the ability to play Black Rose Dragon, for example. I mean, six sands are always going to be a synchro build, but it gives you the option. And of course, when you're playing Powerful Rebirth, the cards uh, ramp up a level, so you had to play Swift Gaia every so often, so it was a little different. Um, yeah, Uh, I'm still playing that Six Sam's deck right now in ranked. I'm getting my games in just to get the dinosaur fossils and, um, I think I'm plot two or three. I forget what, but it's been pretty easy so far. Of course, the, the people who did well in the RRQ, they probably just, uh, switched over to rank, uh, ranked duels and they moved up. So the competition is not too tough right now in ranked. All right. For eSports, we're going to talk about some uh, some things from the RRQ and also Duel Links Meta Weekly number 76. So In the RRQ itself, let's go over some of these winning decks. Of course, um, anyone who participated over the weekend knows how it went. Um, they still have the uneven thing where they have three invites uh, for most regions except for Korea, Taiwan, Oceania get one, and Asia, Middle East, Africa... It's only two. Uh, Japan has three. Europe has three. Latin America, Caribbean has three, and North America has three. So it's a little, it's a little off. But let's go over some of the top decks. Number one, N A. Andy Sang. Uh, he was a TCG player, if I recall. Uh, very good player. I'm just gonna go over the archetypes pretty much. Light and Dark. Six Sams. So this is the version that runs the World Legacy Clash and Dimensional Prisons. Sealed Tombs Red Eyes. And uh, we're going to see some common trends in later Esports. And you're seeing you're probably seeing this in the latter. But this is a Sealed Tombs Red Eyes. And it has power of the Guardians. It has none of those Red Eyes Spirit or the other trap continuous trap card that brings them back. So this is a completely different build that we're going to keep seeing. In these top decks. And notably has a Wyvern, too. That's, that's the card that's come back. It's kind of their only resurrection card because they don't have those trap cards. And Light and Dark Spellbooks. Pretty straightforward. Kaiku and Two Breakers. So those are Andy Sang's decks. Third place, Decade. Uh, the guy who invented Duel Links meta, of course, where I'm reading this uh, report off. Sealed Tombs. Uh, Blue Eyes, this is a Snipe Hunter build with a one Keeper of the Shrine. Sealed Tombs, Red Eyes, same build with the Power of the Guardians. And Masked Tribute, Lava Golem, Neos. Alright, that's all there's to say about that deck. Fourth Place, Shiny sophion, Sealed Tombs, Red Eyes, same build uh, with the Power of the Guardians. As a Dimensional Warrior, though. Switcheru, Koakimaru, Neos. Standard with the ice and mass tribute subterrors. This is a standard subterror build, no red eyes uh, inclusion in it. Fifth place North America is high. I'm flabber. he um, played Ancient Gears. Ancient Gears uh Quaki Meru Blue Eyes and that's it. OBV seventh place North America Sealed Tombs. Red Eyes uh yep. Red Eyes with the power of the guardians and Sealed Tombs Quaki Meru Neos with a evil swarm egg too in it. We'll see a card like that. Is that. I guess it's a Gale Lizard. It's the same thing as Gale Lizard. Willapino, eighth place North America, Grit Metaphys. So Metaphys actually did pretty well in this here. Light and Dark Six Sams with the World Legacy Clash. Mass Tribute, um, Sub Stevie, 9th place, North America. Sealed Tombs, Red Eyes, same build with the Power of the Guardians. And Sealed Tombs, Kwakimiru, Neos, with the Heraldsevig as well. Victor Lee, 10th place, North America. Ancient Gears, Sub Alright, Latin America. Uh second second place Latin America Vino Light and Dark Spellbooks. Uh yeah, that's all they brought, it seems. Different versions of the deck, but they they played the same deck pretty much. Yeah. It's modified some of the spells. Edu 16. Uh, this guy wins a lot of uh meta weeklies. Sealed Tombs Blue Eyes. This one doesn't have the Snipe Hunters has three Dawn Knights though. Sealed Tombs Red Eyes. Of the Guardians build ninth place, Latin America Rafa mass tribute sub terrors, Europe first place, Sun uh, Sun Rosanti sub terrors, second place, Belbin with sub neos, third place, Europe raw mass tribute sub This one. Uh, As Creature Seizure and the Mahjong Munia Maidens, which you see sometimes on the ladder. Sniffus, 5th place. Sealed Tombs, Red Eyes. This one only runs 1 Power of the Guardians, notably, and 3 Offerings to the Doomed. Also has a Buster Blader uh, Fusion support. Sao 6th place. Steel Tomb's Red Eyes, 3 Power of the Guardians, and Grit Metaphys. Grit seems to be the skill you want to use for Metaphys. As Lady is Sailing of Flames in it, too. Koizumi, uh former finals player. Not finals player, but he played in one of the first finals. 7th place, Europe, Beatdown, 6 Sams, Switcheroo, what is this, Buster blader, Yeah, as the Mana Dragon Xernitron, which kind of threw me off there. He also played, uh, Koizumi also played Subterrors with Night Beam in it, and also a Skill Prisoner, very interesting, and Grit Metaphys. Dead Fun, 8th place Europe, Subterrors, Kwakumeiru Nios, Switcheroo version, and Sealed Tombs, Red Eyes. R. McMurphy, 10th place Europe, Sealed Tombs, Blue Eyes, and Kwakumeiru Sealed Tombs as well. Switcheroo, Lava Golem, Kwakumeiru Neos, and Light and Dark Spellbooks. Lots of Sealed Tombs. And let's see. Oh, Ohaimi, Ninth Place Europe, uh, Middle-Aged Mechs, that's uh, Ancient Gears, Switcheroo, Triple, uh, Cyber Dark, Kwakumeiru Neos, and Sealed Tombs, Red Eyes. Japan second place ma beat down six sams third place uh, is march in japan uh kakimeru Nios. sav fourth place in japan beat down six sams sealed tombs red eyes and even in japan they're using the power of the guardians build which is the deck to use i guess this is the version you want to play shuhei uh, sixth place japan terrors with des lacuda Yuya, ninth place, Ancient Gears, Sealed Tombs, Blue Eyes. Inuyama, 10th place, Japan, um, Red Eyes. AC Taipei, 2nd place, Korea, Taiwan, Oceania, they're probably from Taiwan, Sealed Tombs, Red Eyes. GAOV, 3rd place in that region, uh, Sealed Tombs, Blue Eyes. Kim Dolphin, 8th place, um, Subterrors. DLTW, tune 10th place, uh, Ancient Gears. Ancient Gears with a concentrating current, though. Interesting. In the Asia, Middle East, Africa, 1st place, Red Y, Sealed Tombs, Red Eyes. Raymond, 2nd place in that region, Sealed Tombs, Blue Eyes, Sealed Tombs, Kwakumeiru Neos, and Subterrors. Luca, 5th place, Sealed Tombs, Red Eyes. That's it. So that's all the decks they have. Um, you notice I said Sealed Tombs, Red Eyes a lot. Um and you know, just going over it, there were uh, DK put up a video where he discussed the whole thing about cheating. Um obviously people are gonna cheat every event, it seems, in in Duel Links. It, it is kind of the Yu Gi Oh uh the all common plot device in the show. That's how you be a villain, you cheat in a card game. Though that's not always the case because Cyrus and Hasselberry cheated in a duel once in GX so it seems like everyone's cheating <clears throat> but basically what happened here uh, they wanted to, Konami wanted to point out that people were violating certain articles. It's not saying we banned everyone who was cheating it was people who shared accounts during the event and also cheated during the event uh, with whatever tools they used and uh, they noted it was during the event so they weren't it wasn't a witch hunt um, on everyone, but specifically if they found aberrations uh, in the data about people logging in or whatever. And I guess um, that's why it took so long. I mean, I was complaining online that it took so long to get the results because usually it comes out the same day, but you know, obviously something was afoot that people were cheating. It sucks for people who sucks for everyone really um you know you shouldn't be cheating in the first place but people who are who got these high ranks and didn't know if they hung on for the last moment they they pretty much had to wait you know three or four days so that's pretty much it about the rrq uh i'm not really sure how the invites went but the top threes typically the top threes were invited but uh with the different numbers of regions um i know i saw some things online um Certain other people got invited too, so I'm not really sure how it works. But that is it. Steel Link's Meta Weekly 76. It's kind of the the backwash of the RRQs. Um, Subterrors, Red Eyes, Blue Eyes, Six Sam's. Those were pretty much the top decks in the RRQ, and they showed up um, in this tournament. First place, Luke Tyler. Tyler Sealed Tombs, Red Eyes. This this deck seems weird if you didn't look at the previous report, but it is the Power of the Guardians version with no uh, Red-Eyes Spirit in it. So basically what this deck looks like, one Red-Eyes Wyvern, three Black Metal Dragon, one Red-Eyes Retro, one Buster Blader, one AD Changer, two regular Red-Eyes Black Dragon, three Red-Eyes Fusion, three Red-Eyes Insight, three Power of the Guardian, two Treacherous Trap Hole. And you're using Steel Tombs, of course. Second place, come on now, Kelly, subterra deck. Um, you know, part uh, decks are cutting out Golem Sentries. I noticed this deck only has one. I remember I've seen decks with three in the past. Uh, it's usually a one or two of now, and I guess it just bricks. I guess if you just get this card too much. And what really, what dif- what differences is, is the back row? This deck here has two econ, one drowning three Paleozoic, Canadian two widespread Ruins, three subterra final uh, it's always gonna be three subterra final battles that that card's too good they also have the night beam in the in the um, extra deck which is a card that people got more of from the selection box which went away third place medzer seal tombs red eyes pretty much the same deck as before uh only two power of the guardians though um this one can also become the Buster Blader version because it has the Destruction Swordsman in the extra deck. And Stevie, third place, Mass, Terror, Subter- uh, Mass Tribute, Sub-Terror. This one has two Golem Sentry instead of one. And the back row here, uh, besides the final battle, is two Drowning Mirror Force, three Paleozoic Canadia, and two Treacherous Trap Hole. So you know based on the esports things they updated the tier list t- and Dylan's meta tier 1 red eyes and sub terror um red eyes really went up Subterror was always considered one of the best decks but they were being hard countered by certain things um so red eyes definitely is the winner of this this event the whole event and uh kind of going into what i said last week about the boxes um you really benefited if you bought three of the box, and uh, you know me being cheap, I only bought one with money and one with gems, so I didn't buy a third to get that third Red Eyes fusion. But you, you had a shot of playing the best deck if you did make that investment. Second place, Blue Eyes Kawaki, Meru, and six samurais. Blue Eyes and Kawaki, Meru went from the tier one to tier two. I guess. They, they did pretty well in, in those uh, winning decks in the top 10, but they weren't the biggest share. They were, you know, Tier 2. That's what Tier 2 is for. And Six Samurai made a comeback. They were slotted as the Tier 3 deck. They did it because of World Legacy Clash, I think. Um, I wasn't playing that version, but I could have, and maybe I should have. I, maybe I should switch over to the deck, or maybe that's too uh, predictable at this point. I'm not really sure, but Six Samurais are back. Tier 3 Ancient Gear Neos Spellbooks. Uh, Spellbooks were demure, demoted from Tier 2. Ancient Gear still had plenty of decks make it to those, uh, finals. And Neos will always be, you know, like a package. Um, and removed were Buster Blader and Synchron. Synchron never really seemed to have a shot. Um, I mean, they could probably do well in the latter, but not. In, they didn't really show up in the tournament. And Buster Blader kind of was, um... You know, sometimes you could put it as a package for Red Eyes, but they seem to be focusing on the power of the Guardians. The ongoing talk of the RRQ led us to the question of the week for the podcast. What rank did you achieve in the RRQ? Did you do as well as you wanted? Share your results here. Personally for myself, I did what I expected, I think. Um, when I was playing the games, I was at a really low win rate. Then I got to the top 3,000, then I stopped, and that was it. So I guess I don't have high uh, expectations, but let's see what other people say. Grand Harrier, he achieved NA rank 932 with a DP of 19,421. Only played like 80 games, had a 55% win rate. Milton 25, I believe he's NA as well. NA rank 245, DP 31,022. I was aiming for 30K, which he means DP, which I did reach. My weekends are too busy doing stuff with my family, so I'm not able to grind out the three days like most can. Next one, I will try for 35K and continue to increase if I can. One cannot realistically win it all unless they devote days off life. They just have to devote the weekend, the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, into doing this your sleep's probably compromised you're probably not doing anything Um, you're not going outside you're you're eating really fast you know your life is your life is on the line here when you're doing this and it's difficult to rack up those points if you don't make that commitment to doing so Marble Scrabble uh, Japan ranked 235 DP 31,464 only played on the last day on Sunday but had a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, pretty impressive just for one day of dueling. I spent the whole day dueling, though, like a lot of hours doing that. So, um, you know, all of our respondents on this, on this question did pretty well. Did better than me. Um, and we all had, you know, like limited time. So I guess that's, um, that's a common factor when you're not making it too far. But uh, as long as it was fun and you got the rank that you wanted and you have something to show off in the achievements list, I guess now we're going to go to the events and new cards this week uh, Hassleberry is back to to um, acquire if you haven't had him this is the ultimate Tyranno Hassleberry event where they have the uh, special dinosaur that comes up every so often you get uh, when you're farming you get some break points you get a new Hassleberry on the field and this is a contin- a survival duel, if you will. You fight a guy with a lot of life points. But the thing is, you can't really farm him because he kills you in three or four turns. So, um, one thing that they did this time around is they kept him on the field, so you don't really lose. You you lose of a draw when he kills you with that um, after four turns, so um, it doesn't count as a loss. And you don't really lose. You don't really get your um, Dual assessment until you beat him, and you automatically get, you know, over 10,000 dual assessments. So it's pretty good, just for advancing and for limiting the farming. I personally have tried to farm as little as possible certain events, like, in Glorious Bastion, I didn't farm because, uh, I guess I'm trying to maximize my enjoyment of the game, and I personally don't find farming too enjoyable, so... I try to pick my spots when I need to farm. This is an event that you need to farm every so often just so you can move on the event. I set I, I do a farm and then I multiply it by three so I could get get through the event. Um that's not the case if you don't have all the cards. If you don't have all the cards, you definitely want to farm. But I'm at the point where I have all the cards, so I don't really need to do it. But in this event, there's a new Hasselberry skill called One with the Dinos. This says Basically, from turn 3 onwards, you can um, you have a level 7 or higher Dinosaur. And its attack and defense become your life points. The catch is, when that monster leaves the field, you lose the duel. Um, it's, it's rare that I say this, I guess, but what happens is... I mean, what you can expect of this, this skill is it's never going to be used in PvP except for some casual duel. Um, there's too many cards that will make a card leave leaves the field. Uh, there was already enough effect destruction, but now that there's, you know, send back to the hand, bounce cards, Gale Lizard, Sazank, Dual Wield, all these cards, um, in addition to effect destruction. And there could be a possibility for farming, though. You, you put this card in a deck with... Uh, Aramages or something where you gain a ton of life. And you could hit them for over 10,000 in the end with a dinosaur. So that's, There's something there I think for farming. But this is a skill that's definitely not going to be PvP relevant at all. Just because it's so easy to lose a duel. It's easy enough to lose a duel as it is. To get one turn killed or something. But you know. This is much easier. In terms of his cards. It's interesting there's a card... That is not part of his regular farm table, but it's part of the ultimate Tyranno-Hassleberry uh, Tyranno table. Um, so the special duelist, the, the Dinosaur duelist, drops this, but not the regular Hassleberry. And that one card is Evil Sword Diplo, which is level 4 Dinosaur, 1600 Attack, eight hundred Defense. When this card is special summoned by the effect of an evil tile monster, target 1 spell or trap your opponent controls and destroy it. So this is, um, you know, a bunch of these evil swords came out with the Hasselberry event and from his level of cards. Um, you know, it's pretty good. I mean, when you have to feel that it's a 1900, um, that's not too strong nowadays, but it is something. Um, and it depends on how good the evil tiles are. And the bad thing is we only get one evil tile westlow, which is a flip summon, special summon an evil sword from your deck. The other options we have, Evil Tile Pluro, you have to have the card in your hand. And the other one, Evil Tile Odonto, also, you special summon it from the hand. So those are much more situational cards. The one, Westlow uh hurts the consistency of the whole archetype. So if we had more of those cards, um, these Evil Swords would be a bit better. And we got a new Evil Tile, though. Uh, it's Nahasho, Nahash, uh, Reptile, 100 attack, 2,000 defense. If this card on the field is tributed, you can special summon one evil sword monster from your deck. So, you know, this doesn't really help either. It's it's still an evil tile. It has some defense, but it has to be tributed. The thing that the card that works really well with this is actually Econ, though. You get Econ Take, and then you get the uh, whatever you want. You could summon any of your evil swords from your deck. So that's something you could do to try to kind of burst them off. I guess I guess Diplo does work if they have one back row. You could you know take out that one back row. Um, but it's not it's not a huge play. But another evil tile. Evil Karma is a continuous spell. When a monster is special summoned by the effect of an evil tile monster you control, your opponent cannot activate cards or effects. This sounds really strong uh, because you don't really know how long that effect works, the one where you can't activate cards or effects, but I presume it's for that turn um, So you get the special summon off, and I guess that makes Diplo worse because Diplo hits the back row and then they can't even use the back row if you have evil karma, so um, it's a lockdown ability, it'll prevent quick play, quick effect, spells, traps, hand effects, seemingly for that turn, so... Uh, if you're running this, if you're trying to make this archetype at w- work at all, you're going to definitely need this card, I think, because you need to lock them down and make sure nothing sneaky goes on. Finally, Primordial Soup. It's a continuous spell. Once per turn, during your main phase, you can shuffle up to two evil Sword monsters from your hand to the deck, then draw the same number of cards. You can only control one phase of Primordial Soup. So, I like Switcheroo, except you could do two cards. Uh, it is situational, though. Um, you have to have the evil sore monsters. I guess you're trying to draw into the evil tiles so you can cheat them out. I guess that's the whole play, but um, it's hard to say if this is, you know, playable in that type of deck. But you know, it is. You know, it is like a card draw. Not a card draw, but you swap out cards, I guess. In terms of farming Hassleberry, there are many ways to do it. But uh, most of them revolve around Bell, so you could typically do the Bell thing where you clear the board every turn, but there's been another strategy where you do the Mirage Dragon and use Shen's Spy to give the Mirage Dragon, and then you hit it with the Ultimate Nightmare, so that's one way that I've been doing it. Of course, I said I'm I'm limiting my farming, but you do have to do it a few times just so you can get to the breakpoints to fight Ultimate Tyranno Hassleberry. And he's definitely a character you have to get, of course. And, um, you know, if you're you know a casual duelist, it's important to get all the characters. That's important uh, to do. So, uh, also, I, I neglected to say that you're getting your second um, copy of Ultimate Tyranno, You just have to fight the level 50 uh, Ultimate Tyrano Hassleberry just to get that card. The tour guide has the mission bingo this week and the interesting thing is that we're getting this reward called Synchro Spirits and typically when I look over cards I go to a website like yugipedia or something to to learn about the card and if you look up Synchro Spirits it's just in a the pictures just in a box and there's no card around it and that tells you that this is a card that's not even in the OCG or TCG, this is a card straight from the anime into Duel Links, and they've definitely have re- uh, released cards like the two psychic, uh, the Psychic Tracker and Psychic Wheel Dealer, were cards that were uh, only in Japanese. They're the OCG versions. They're not released in English yet as a TCG card. This one isn't even an OCG card, so this card is uh, fresh. And it's a trap card. Synchro Spirit: Select one Synchro Monster from your Graveyard and remove it from play. If all of the Monsters that were used for the Synchro Summon of that Monster are in your Graveyard, you can Special Summon them to your side of the field. So basically, what this is, it's kind of like Necro Fusion, if you can think about that card. Um, you you banish the card. If the Synchro Monster is dead, you typically won't be getting it back. So probably in the graveyard for no reason and then you banish them and then you make another one This, I guess this only works if you have those two copies um, like if the materials can make more than one thing is what I'm saying let's say you're playing a synchro deck and your stars your levels are there's only one of each star if that makes any sense there's a 9, an 8, a 7, a 6, and a 5 you bring back those materials and they don't add up it doesn't work but if you have multiple 6s or multiple 7s or multiple 8s, you can make it work again. So I think this is pretty solid for synch runs because you can just do that immediate Synchro Summon. Um, and it works very well with Psychic Wheel Dealer. Any card, any tuner that has an extra ability, you get to use it again. I think there's a good boost. So we're only getting one of these cards, but I think it will work well with synch runs because Psychic Wheel Dealer is a card. And there was also the dualist challenges this week. Uh, it started, um, I think, this morning. So it Saturday morning. So they just put out the first two this morning. Um, if you want to check out any of these uh, solutions to these things, Dual Puzzles, a friend of the podcast, uh, does a YouTube channel about them. So check out Dual Puzzles. But uh, some, just some tips for me, a layperson, um, do the math. You know, you could. Sometimes see the number of life points the tour guide has and you could say, Oh, this card is my this card hits into that one, I win the game. So try to figure out some of the easy math. Try to see how you can use all your cards. I know the difficult ones give you bonus cards that you don't know which one to use, and that's that's why they're the difficult puzzles. So you have to see you try to see how many cards you can use, um and that all goes by reading text, of course. And also, uh, knowing what the cards do, of course, sometimes, usually they give you cards that you don't use in meta duels, so it's kind of tough to know what this random card does, but that's what it is. Um, and also, knowing the cards on the field and the deck. In the second duel puzzle, I believe there was a face-down monster and a 1,200 attacker. Um, I messed up because I didn't know hit the... I, 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 I don't know what I did, but sometimes you have to know that's the threat. That's the the face-down man-eater bug is the threat that will get me my out. So, um, I guess knowing the abilities of the cards, of course, and just looking for little things, uh, something that could be in your deck that could be used, you know, things like that. So, just some little tips about how to beat the duels challenges. Card trader update this week. We're getting one new card and two cards that are... I'm not really sure where these cards are from, but I already had three of them. I think we'll, we'll talk about all of them. The new card is Aramage Kananga, and this is a SR, level 3 plant, 1400 attack, 1000 defense. While your life points are higher than your opponent's, face-up monsters your opponent controls lose 500 attack and defense. Once per turn, if you gain life points, target 1 spell or trap your opponent controls and return it to the hand. So... This is the real free-to-play deck. You know, people talk about free-to-play and gem management and all this stuff, but this card, the, the Aramidges are the real free-to-play deck because they're all available in the card trader. And, um... This is back row control, but it's not that good because you're just basically sending one card back from their hand to the hand, and they could kind of... You know, they are playing the card again the next turn and they could put more cards down, so... You definitely need more help than just one card, of course, but... I think what this card um it you know that that's that's what they need pretty much because some Bergamite is a very strong piercer that gets stronger, so you're trying to win you're trying to be aggressive in the win condition. Um they do have a little debuffing where they make the opponents lose five hundred attack and defense. That's not too relevant, but it helps you get over the smaller monsters. So like your Jasmine has eighteen hundred that can help you get over some of the other monsters that they have. So when this card is played, I don't think it's going to be a card that you're going to stuff three of into the Aramich deck. But it seems um, you know you need some back row control, and this will provide that. Um, of course, this is another way for us to spend our SR stones. We're, we seem to have too many of them, so I would like more cards from the card trader. So you know, any card you can see uh, to get, um, spend your stones on. A Pulse is going to the trader. I think this card is from Yu-Gi. Um, when there was a roaming event with Yu-Gi, but I don't really remember. It's a continuous trap. Once per turn, banish two cards from your graveyard. Any combination of rocks or field spells. Then you activate one effect. Target one face-up card on the field. Destroy it. Target one rock monster in your graveyard special. Summon it in defense. Target three field spells in your graveyard special. Summon them into the deck. Draw one card. I don't remember what deck played this. It could have been Magnet Warriors or it could have been Gem Knights. Just because some Gem Knights are rock cards, but this card did see some play at some point. Um, yeah, I don't really remember. But we are getting Magnet Warrior support, so there's something to think about uh, why they released this card into the trader. And you know, this, you could get a rock Mox for each turn. I guess that's pretty good. Finally, Skullmeister. This is a card you should definitely know and get if you don't have. Level 4 Fiend, 1700 Attack, 400 Defense. When a card effect is activated in your opponent's graveyard, you can quick effect, send this card to the graveyard, from your hand to the graveyard, and negate that effect. Very good meta call right now. This is the card I use in my 6th Samurai deck because I am missing a card. And, you know, like, Blue Eyes and Red Eyes especially right now, even Neos, um, to some extent, and Will, pretty much any of the big meta decks will abuse the graveyard this will stop them um, and it hits for 1700 when you need it so this is a card you need to get three of for sure you're probably not going to stuff three of them into the deck but it's nice to have the card trader inventory has also been updated giving us extra copies of cards that we did not not have three of before some of them were not. We we only have two of right now, but um, you know, getting more copies of cards is always a good thing to help uh, round out play sets. These cards are of course from the Pick a Gift campaign. Dice re-roll. We're getting the third copy of, hopefully, the last card. Trap card. Once one time during the rest of the turn, if your if either player rolls a dice or die, you can have the player re-roll. So there is a meta card that rolls dice, and that's Snipe Hunter. And based on my experiences of facing Snipe Hunter, they never hit what they want until they throw out their whole hand. I don't know if that's in purpose to get all of those blue eyes cards into the graveyard or dawn knights, but they they don't seem like they're sixty seven percent accurate, but um dice reroll doesn't really increase the odds. It's like if you're unlucky you're you're re rolling again, the odds don't really change. I guess it gives you a second shot. It's better with a card like, uh, you know, I guess Snipe Hunter and Blue Eyes is okay with not winning the dice battle, but sometimes they really need it. Um, I don't know if you have to discard another card for Snipe Hunter, though. That's a good point. I'm not sure, but you're not going to play this card anyways. First Breath is a trap card. Tribute one dragon monster, destroy all face-up monsters on the field whose defense is less than or equal to the attack of the tributed monster on the field. This card did see some sideboard play, I think, when Blue Eyes was played with Kidmoto Dragon. Uh, they had a little bit... They had, you know, one of this card. It's a win-more card, of course. Um, intributing the Dragon Monster actually isn't the worst thing because there enough cards like Silver's Cry or uh, Red Eyes Spirit to bring your monster back. Um, I don't think it's crazy to see this card see play again at some point. Right now we're seeing a lot of sets, so this... This isn't great against a set monster because they'll live uh, the turn, but something it's that, something that's not... It's going to see play at some point, again. Lord Poison, level 4, plant 1500, 1000, it's a Merrick monster. If this card is destroyed by battle and sent to the graveyard, target 1 plant monster in your graveyard except for Lord Poison, special summon it. This is a very common ability that we've seen in the card game for some time, and it's a very strong ability... Uh, more of a late game card, but the problem is plants aren't seeing play right now. They, this this card is probably probably best for the really the big plant princess cards, and um, you know Sylvans did see play I guess, but uh, I'm really trying to get a Sylvan back. Uh, doesn't really mix with them, but it does work for the, those big plants if they ever do see play. In Miraculous Descent, this is the level 45 tear rewards so we're getting our second copy. Continuous Trap card, target one of your Banished Fairies, special summon it. When this card leaves the field, destroy that monster. When that monster is destroyed, destroy this card. Banished Fairies aren't really an archetype, though, so this is kind of odd. Uh, it doesn't really... it's a very niche use. It does help if everyone's running Dimensional Prisons or... Banished by six samurai, Rehan or Amazon is onslaught, but there's not enough synergy on fairies to make this a thing. You see, if it's dinosaurs, the giant Rex has like a self-banish ability or something, so it comes back, but not too useful. Now it's time for Doug's casual deck of the week. Yu-Gi-Oh! Deck Talk is here, he is bringing a deck. Millennium Eyes Restrict Fusion deck. So any fan of Pegasus, uh, any fan of Fusion strategies, and he he did this one on purpose because there is an upcoming box that will have um, restrict support, as he says. I, I didn't see every card in the box. I know there's some Magnet Warriors, but he did mention that the new box has you know, fans of uh, Millennium Eyes Restrict or Relinquish some, some support in that regard. So... Here is Doug Dimedul with this very interesting deck for you.
1: Hey there, this is Doug Dimmadool with Doug's Casual Deck of the Week this week we're going to do something a little different we're going to have something that revolves around a relinquished millennium eyes restrict from what i'm hearing in the uh, newest box set uh just a little bit behind the curtain here this is well before the new box comes out that i'm recording this but they hear that there's going to be some uh restrict support so uh, i'm going to add a deck that that revolves around the millennium eyes restrict and uh just some buster blader and some red eyes shenanigans uh there's a whole lot of ways that we can uh, kind of play around with this so uh Without further ado, let's jump into it. Uh, The first thing that I'm going to do is, really, I mean, this can work with any skill. If you have something prismatic that uh, can help you drive the deck a little quicker, uh, again, the goal is for fusion plays, possibly run this deck with Kaiba Corp Bling, which allows you to then search out a, uh, or pull a prismatic or a glossy uh, out of your deck. So my prismatic in my deck is Fusion Sage, which then helps me kind of uh, thin my deck a little bit more, pull a polymerization, and get into a fusion play. So really the goal is to use some of those those um... Uh, those fusion substitute cards like the uh, Hex Sealed Fusion monsters, King of the Swamp, stuff like that to uh, get into more diverse fusion plays. So let's just start with the monsters uh, that are going to be in the extra deck. And first, I run two copies of Buster Blader, the Dragon Destroyer Swordsman. You know this one pretty well, it's really the Buster Blader go to. Uh, it needs one Buster Blader and one dragon type monster. Uh, yeah, any dragon type monsters, it negates their, uh, their effects on the field, all that stuff does piercing damage, but cannot attack directly and has 2,800 attack. So run one or two copies of that. I'll run a copy of Dark Paladin too, which requires a Dark Magician and a Buster Blader. Uh, it's got 2,900 attack, 2,400 defense, gains 500 attack for each dragon-type monster on the field or in either player's graveyard. Uh, when a spell card's activated, you could discard one card and negate the activation and then destroy it. So it's a pretty useful card depending on what you're playing against uh, and if you're willing to get rid of some of your, uh, your hand uh, in the process uh but again it's just another option to fuse uh fuse into uh, I also run my two copies of Red Eyes Slash Dragon. You know this one. This is the staple of any Red Eyes deck. Uh, it just requires a Red Eyes Black Dragon and a Warrior Monster. And then you can start equipping cards from the graveyard anytime you attack. That's a Warrior Monster to increase its attack by 200. If it's destroyed, you can then special summon one of those Warriors back onto the field. In this case, the Warrior options in this deck are Buster Blader or Elemental Hero Blazeman. But I'll get into that shortly. And finally, Millennium Eyes Restricted. I just run one copy of it. It's a one star, requires a relinquished, and one effect monster. So any effect monster, which is basically my entire deck. Uh, once per turn, when your opponent activates a monster effect, you can target one effect monster your opponent controls or in their graveyard and equip that target to this card. Uh, this card gains attack and defense equal to that equipped monsters, and monsters with that equipped monster's name cannot attack. Also, their effects on the field and their activated effects are are negated. So this comes into play really well if you know that there are archetypes that your opponents are using that uh, have automatic effects that activate when they're summoned to the field or anything like that. They really don't have control over. Uh, Then you're automatically going to trigger this Millennium Ice Restrict effect and steal their monsters, which is really, really good. But if it's something that's an effect that they could activate on their own, their simple response to this card will just be to not activate that effect. So it's really a... It's really a situational card, but it allows you to get into it whenever you need to. Uh, now as for the Musters, I run my three copies of Red Eye's Wyvern. You could get this card out of that structure deck, or it was a UR in one of the older boxes. I think it was Crimson Kingdom. Uh, I remember having my three copies before the structure deck came out, and I was pretty disappointed that this was included in it, because all those gems that went towards getting this card uh, kind of goes to waste. Uh, but still, during your end phase, if you did not normal summon or set a monster this turn, you can banish this card from your graveyard and special summon one red-eyes monster from your graveyard except red-eyes beat chick. In that scenario, it's if you have one of your red-eyes slash dragons in the graveyard, it allows you to recycle that fusion monster back out onto the field. So that's why I run my copies of it. Then I run three copies of King of the Swamp. Uh, this card can be used as a substitute for any one fusion material, but the reason why I really like this card is that I could send it from my hand to the graveyard and Search out a polymerization from my deck. This is the go-to card if you're running any type of fusion deck we are using fusion substitute monsters. King of the Swamp is a must-have. Then I run my three copies of Elemental Hero Blazeman. It's a warrior that I could use uh, for fusion material for my Red Eyes uh, fusion plays. But when this card is normal or special summoned, you could add one polymerization from your deck to your hand. Uh, That's really what you're going to be using this for and get into your fusion plays that way. Uh, I run my two copies of the Light Hex-Sealed Fusion. I run two copies of the Dark Hex-Sealed Fusion. You could do any variation of the Hex-Sealed Fusions, but Light and Dark, uh, uh, because uh, the Buster Blader card is a Light Monster the Red Eye Slash Dragon is a dark monster. Uh, You're able to potentially make a fusion play into one of those cards by having them all on the field. So overall, it's really good. Then I run my three copies of Buster Blader. It's a warrior, but it's also something that you could use as specific fusion material for your Dark Paladin or your Buster Blader Dragon Destroyer. Uh, It's just excellent, excellent. And it's also good fodder to have for your Red Eye Slash Dragon as well. So you can really do that and basically make a wide variety of fusion monsters based off of one of your fusion substitutes and a Buster Blader. Like I said, I run my one copy of Fusion Sage. In this case, it's a Prismatic, so I'm able to search it out with my kybacorp Bling and then standard your three copies of Polymerization. So uh, there's a lot of ways you could change this deck around, but I do like to run Red Eyes Wyvern because it's a dragon that can be used for that Buster Blader fusion. Uh, there are six slots in the extra deck now, so this is a little bit more viable than it was before. I was kind of having trouble getting the right balance for what should go in that extra deck when we were just at five extra deck slots. Hopefully, if we could bump this up to seven at some point, uh, I could add another Fusion Monster or two, but uh, really, the surprise play is getting that Millennium Eyes Restrict onto the field and snatching up some of your opponent's monsters. It is just an outstanding, outstanding uh, Fusion Monster that I have not seen used whatsoever in the Ranked Ladder, which is why this is sorted under the casual deck of the week, because this is something that you could probably use in your PvE matchups, or if you're using casual play, or if you're hanging around in Gold plat or Legend and you want to kind of throw a screwball in there, maybe give this fusion play a shot and see if it works out for you. You know, I can't guarantee anything, but if it works, oh, geez, it's so much fun. So uh, anyway, that's that's pretty much it for this deck. Give it, uh, give it a go and see what you think of it. Uh, but that's really it for this week's casual deck of the week. Uh, I'll see you next time.
0: Thanks, Doug. And you can check him out on this podcast. He's very active on Twitter, too. He's been doing this thing where he picked a card. And uh, he's been sending people to the Shadow Realm. Yu-Gi-Oh! Deck Talk. Um, Yep, and he'll be back next week. All right. So, upcoming news. Dual Quest to round out the end of the week. I mean, end of the month. Fantastic Pegasus with Toon Cyber Dragon and Toon Gemini Elf. Tristan is being retired to the gate. And the big event, late June... End of this month, raid duel the Flames of Vengeance, Kapakapu, and better, better yet, you get to obtain Kalen Kessler. So, uh new standard, a new legendary duelist for us to get, and all of the associated rewards. And we're also expecting that new mini box too. So, um, that should come in the coming days. So, I guess the next episode we'll talk about all the cards in that box. Uh, maybe I'll split into SRs and URs again. Maybe I'll talk about archetypes. Maybe I'll do the whole thing. I don't know, but. Excited to see new shakeups to the meta, and you know we've been we've been um, kind of getting over the the end of the RRQ, but it's good to see that the top players who didn't cheat are moving on to Germany. So congrats to everyone! Congrats to everyone who just duelled. I mean, everyone. Um, it's not the easiest meta, but it is a meta that you can. Do well and if you invested wisely enough or it's it's a it's a fairly balanced meta in my opinion it's not too annoying there's not too many annoying decks on the ladder there are some annoying decks but it's less than it used to be I think and um, really happy for everyone who made it to uh, worlds so that is it for this podcast listen and subscribe anywhere where search the dual assessment check out the podcast and more at the website the dual all of the complete notes are there Send me an email to dualassessment at gmail.com or you can find me on Twitter, dual underscore assessment, or on my own account where I'm talking about Borderlands nowadays, Green Ranger CCG. All right, take care, everyone.